Welcome to Marrow Masters Season 8, sponsored by Omeris Corporation and Insight. The National Bone Marrow Transplant Link, established in 1992, strives to help patients, caregivers, and families cope with the psychosocial challenges of bone marrow and stem cell transplant from diagnosis through survivorship. Season 8 of our show focuses on clinical trials. We're covering how to find them, what to expect, and how survivors have benefited from them. We also talk to healthcare professionals about how these oncology clinical trials are conducted and monitored safely. Our goal is to answer as many of your questions as possible. Here's your host, Executive Director of the National Bone Marrow Transplant Link, Peggy Burkhart. Today we welcome Marilyn Zaga Kishin of Brooklyn, New York. Marilyn participated in not one, but two clinical trials, and she's going to share her story with us today. Marilyn, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. So tell me about your clinical trial experiences. Okay. First, I was diagnosed with uh, cancer, angioimmunoblastic T-cell lymphoma, and I was diagnosed in March of 2020. And it took a very long time. It took about six months or so to get diagnosed. And once I was diagnosed, I was at a Memorial Sloan Kettering. And when he gave me my diagnosis, uh, my doctor also gave me the treatment and he recommended six sessions of chemotherapy followed by a stem cell transplant. But along with the chemotherapy, he also asked me, would I be interested in this clinical trial? And the clinical trial was a medication called azacitidine, which I took. It was one week of chemotherapy and then three weeks of azacitidine and back to chemotherapy. And so that was, you know, for all six rounds from March until July of 2020. Boy, I'm thinking about the timing of that. We were entering a pandemic. Yes, that must have been really difficult. You know, a lot of times people will say that, and I can't really separate the difficulty of cancer to the difficulty of the pandemic. I can say that it was really easy getting to Memorial Sloan Kettering because there was like no traffic. <laughs> Good point, Marilyn. <laughs> Definitely in the plus column, I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> So let's keep talking. I know that you had mentioned there were two clinical trials. So tell us about the second one. So when I finished my treatment um, of chemo and the clinical trial, they referred me to the stem cell transplant team and they prepared me for what was going to be happening. And along with their preparation, they were also talking about a clinical trial for acupuncture designed to see if acupuncture would speed up the recuperation process for stem cell patients. So I filled out a questionnaire and there was two groups, one group that was receiving acupuncture and the other group that wasn't. So I was in the group that wasn't. So you did not receive the acupuncture. And I was disappointed. I really wanted the acupuncture. But as it turned out, I'm here. Um, everything worked out well, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> oh, well, that's a great attitude to have. So let's talk about the experience of signing up for a clinical trial. People are nervous sometimes. They're afraid. And here, you didn't do just one. You did two. I did two. That's wonderful. Let's talk about how your center helped prepare you 
for the clinical trial and how they even educated you about it. Because obviously they did a good job because you did two of them. I did too. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, having cancer, I just felt so helpless. You know, you spend your whole life trying to exercise and eat right. And then something like cancer happens and and it's a very overwhelming and helpless feeling. And so when they told me my diagnosis and gave me the treatment plan and asked me if I wanted to be in a clinical trial, it felt it felt right for me because it was something that I could choose, something that I could be a part of in addition to being a patient. It was a little empowering for me to be a part of of a cause, of a bigger cause, a cause bigger than myself. And they gave me choices and they gave me a lot of, you know, just a lot of education about azacitidine and how the clinical trials work. And it just felt like I was a part of it. It felt better than being a patient. Was Aza's job to make your chemotherapy less, um, less of something? My doctor called it a very aggressive treatment. I don't think it had much to do with symptoms. It had more to do with just fighting the cancer. I appreciate that. How did the center handle your care? Was there a lot more involved being in a clinical trial? Did they keep you on task? How did that all work out? Well, one of the things that they did that I was really thankful for was they gave me a calendar. Every month of my treatment, they gave me a calendar of what I'm going to be doing on each day of the week. You know, this is my chemo day. This is the clinical trial pill, azacitidine, that they just called aza. And every time I had symptoms that made me feel uncomfortable or things were happening and I was scared, there was three nurses that I could call on for help. And they talked me through things over the phone and they were always available. So it was the calendar to help organize me and the staff to help support me. So you actually felt like you got a little bit extra TLC, it sounds like. Yes, I really did. That's wonderful. It was actually hard to leave that team to go to the stem cell team because they were so great. But then the stem cell team was a different kind of wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) That's a nice way of putting it. Well, boy, it is just so wonderful to have you here talking about your experiences. Let's talk about how you're doing today. Well, it's interesting because Friday I just went for a PET scan and it's two years and I'm cancer free. And my original team, because after stem cell transplant, they followed me for three months after the transplant. And then I was sent back to the original oncology team. And so they still follow up. Um, Anytime I'm concerned about something or have symptoms, they're still available. And a two-year mark is exciting, and it's a relief. Oh, and I also looked up azacitidine, and I see that it went past the clinical trial, and now it's a pill for chemotherapy. So that made me feel good that it just went through its proper channels. And I was at a volunteer meeting because I started to do some some phone volunteer work at Memorial Sloan Kettering. So at a meeting and listening to the services they have, they also have acupuncture. So both of my clinical trials are now part of their practice. So that made me feel good. 
Wow, this is so exciting. Talk about empowering, as you mentioned earlier, and congratulations on your two-year mark. That is fabulous, Marilyn. You are truly an inspiration here. Any other tips or tricks or ideas about clinicals that you would want somebody that, you know, just diagnosed why they should consider it? Besides, of course, the wonderful reasons you stated, is there anything else you could think of? Having the attention of the staff, and I'm sure you would get the same amount of attention, but the amount of support was amazing. And just knowing that what I participated in is now a regular practice, it's it felt really good. It felt like everything that I went through to reach remission, everything was successful. Well, that's terrific, Marilyn. And so that's encouraging. You know, just knowing if you're at its beginning and you're scared and you don't want to be, um, I heard somebody say the other day, oh, I wouldn't participate in a clinical trial. I don't want to be a guinea pig. But I think by the time it gets to their patients, it's been through a lot of channels. And so there's a tremendous upside. That's so wonderful. And I think really going to help other people that it's not uncommon for people to feel the way you're talking about and to have someone like you share your story, your two experiences. It just helps so much. Look at the difference you've been making in so many ways since you were diagnosed. So we thank you for that, Marilyn. Thank you. We wish you all the best as you uh, continue to live your best life. And I love how you're volunteering. I just hung up before I was on this recording with someone who felt the same way. She said, I just have to give back now. I have to find a way to help other people. I just think that is tremendous. And we need people like you to pave the way for the new the newbies, the people that are about to embark on this journey that can sometimes be scary and lots of doubts and trepidation. And you have just, you've made me want to go do a clinical trial. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Marilyn. Is there anything else you want to say? Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so grateful. I'm After knowing I was in remission, I was still, and I guess part of me is still scared that cancer will return. And that will always be a fear. But it's not the only thing I feel. You know, just being able to see gratitude along with the fear, the gratitude is is amazing. I'm grateful for Sloan Kettering. I'm grateful to you and, and your organization to share my experience and, and hoping that it makes somebody less afraid. I'm just grateful to be able to give back in any way I can. It, it helps my mental health. Well, it's a win-win then all the way around. And we thank you for your time today. This has been the Marrow Masters Podcast. If you know someone who would benefit from the information in our show, please share this episode with them via text, email, or social media. Don't miss an episode of our show. Follow the Marrow Masters Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you're listening right now. To connect with the National Bone Marrow Transplant Link, visit nbmtlink.org or follow the link in our show notes. The Marrow Masters Podcast is produced by Jag and Detroit Podcasts.